Welcome to the Jobapreneur Podcast. This is Easy Money Drew. Please like, subscribe, forward, share, all of the above because this is purpose-driven. While I find my personal legend, I want to help you find yours. Anyhow, let's get to it. But first, like, subscribe, share, follow, forward, all of the above for all of the social medias. Holla at your boy. Welcome to the podcast. I'm super duper excited because we had an awesome time at the mastermind for Path to Prosperity. And now we're about to get into it with her story. And I can't wait to continue sharing more and more stories of our Path to Prosperity fam because I'm going to be honest, y'all. Uh, I'm building this podcast so that, uh, I mean, like really y'all can like just have this as as content resources insight into what it takes to grow and expand but i'm i'm basically feeling like i don't got to go nowhere else for guests because i mean the 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 path to prosperity family is so so tight with it um i mean where where i gotta go where i gotta go so as we grow you get to know exactly what the game is and how to play it so you lucky you're lucky we about to learn about some behavioral health, y'all. Some behavior health. Uh, I'm going to invite some people. Miss Tamisha Bland, the lady, the legend, is on. How goes the young lady? Hey, pretty good, pretty good. I'm super excited to interview you. I'm also just right now sending a whole bunch of uh, requests, encouragements for my peoples to come and jump on, especially since you're going to be spitting game that I haven't had game spit on yet, and that's in the behavioral health space. So okay. I'm super, super excited. How you doing today? I'm, I'm digging the hat. I love your hair, by the way. I meant to say that just again. Drink your water. Listen, it rained like crazy out here in St. Louis last night, so it's flooding all over the city. Um, we have water in our basement, water coming from the roof. Now the internet just went out, so Lord. I'm surprised if the kids come in, come out, mom, hey. mom, something. <laughs> so just heads me, up. Me and the wife got six kids, so you ain't got to worry about it. That's the only reason I got an office space, because I already knew. If I work from home, kids <laughs> climbing on my neck, cussing me out, asking me for money, all types, then you just got to punch them in their neck. But it's cool. We ain't going to talk about that. At least I ain't at the point where they asking me for money yet. <laughs> they right, they make their own money. They make their own money. Hey, that's what I'm. That's what we teach them, right? Path to prosperity. You can figure it out to. as a child. Trying to. All right. So as people jump on, we're gonna go straight into it because the real goal here is to share your story as a job entrepreneur with the world. So this live interview I'll post right away. But then my team goes back and we edit this and post it on, on my YouTube channel as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm super excited to interview you today, Miss Tamisha Bland. And we're going to talk about your story in a little bit. But first, I'm Easy Money Drew, and I am going to tell everyone what my definition of a job entrepreneur is, then we'll get into it. My definition of a job entrepreneur is anybody who makes moves inside their active income space and outside of it to build wealth, success, growth for themselves and their families. So that being said, y'all, we are going to get straight into it. I have Mrs. Tamisha Bland here today, and we're just going to start with, you know, 
Who is Tamisha? What's your background? Tell us a little bit more about who you is, what you do, what your biz. Okay, okay. Well, of course, I'm Tamisha Bland. I am a daughter of being the only girl with five brothers. Dad, girl, hold on. What? Five brothers. So you ain't have a boyfriend your whole life until you was about 25, huh? <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got the exact reverse. So we got five girls and one boy. So, yeah. Around my household, I have one girl and three boys. Okay. Oh, y'all deep. Okay. So respect, my respect. My going to be the same way. <laughs> Dang. Y'all playing that out. See, that, that, that's poo shiesty right there. That's poo shiesty. That's a bad joke. My bad. All right. So five, uh, four kids, three boys, one girl. Let's let's back up even further. Let's let's get into uh, how you found your behavioral. Am I saying the right behavioral analyst uh, career field? Uh, even before that, like what were the kind of foundational experiences that allowed you to start moving towards that career path? Oh, and that goes all the way back to college. Okay. Uh, it might even go further back. It might even go further back. Okay. Um, I was pretty much raised at a daycare. And so I've been around kids my entire life. Um, but then when I got to college, I had my son in college. And, of course, you at, you at school, you got kids. You got to work to feed that baby. So I started oh, working. <laughs> I started working as the direct support professional for um, individuals with disabilities. Yeah. So I did that for the whole time I was in college. And then I Full moved time? out here. To... Yep. I worked Girl, Lord, respect. I, I need some weekend. flowers. I need to give out some digital flowers. Come on. <laughs> School during the day and work in the evening. I mean, I had an amazing support system with my sorority sisters and my best friends at the time. So... I was really able to make money to survive while I was in school, working Respect. in the field of disabilities. What what uh what is uh what is your sorority? That way we can shout it out. Zippy. Look, I I I wasn't in the fraternity sorority, so I don't mean no more. But I know I know the camaraderie, the sisterhood, and brotherhood is tight. So that's what's up. Shout out to your sorority. Zeta Phi Beta, all the way. But, I mean, they were life-changing. Even, I want to say the whole Divide Night, because I went to Mizzou. So, the black community was very tight-knit, small. Oh, Tamisha, you use the slang words, girl. I don't know what Mizzou is. I'm from Virginia Beach. All right, so Mizzou is what? University of? Missouri. Okay, my bad, my bad. I just want to check it. Okay. Cricket letter, cricket letter. No, I went to Mizzou. I went to MU. Okay. Sorry, University of Missouri, and it's very, you know, overly populated Caucasian, but... Okay, so so sorry. that was very corporate of you. You Don't you own your own business, that girl? You can say it how you feel, so did you want to say colonizers? Because I kind of felt that vibe when you went like that. I don't know if that's an appropriate I mean, term. I'm just saying. I mean, I, there was some challenges we had to overcome as black students in the, at the University of Missouri, but we ain't, but we're not here for that. We're not here for yep, that. Yep, 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 yep. We had to tell your story. Come on. But I had a, I had an amazing support while I was there when I had my son. Yeah. So um, just shout out to everybody I went to college with because the amount of support was amazing. 
uh, I was a young mom, you know, I think I was what, 20 years old when I had my first kid. Um, I was doing that single parent kind of thing at a young yeah. age, but you know, it's cool. So I had to work. My support was there. Um, then I moved out here to St. Louis, met my husband, still working in the same field, did job coaching, um, worked with individuals with disabilities through Merce Goodwill. Um, I did, I was a lead person working in houses as a direct support professional mm -hmm. um, for another company that worked with individuals with disabilities. And it just kept going on. And then somebody was like, girl, you can work in schools. You got degrees. I don't know. So I became a professional. So Ooh. I became a professional at a special school district, of course. And again, kids with developmental disabilities. Come on. It just, you know, it was my calling, you know? Yeah. And one day... Uh, my supervisor was like, hey, you can take this ABA training. So ABA is Applied Behavior Analysis. And basically, we work on adaptive behaviors and changing behaviors and teaching new skills, you know, using behavior science. Yeah. And so the lady that was doing the training, she was just talking all good stuff and, you know, how kids make progress by using this science in a strategic way. And yeah. I was just like, ma'am, mm, ma'am, what's your title? She was like, board certified behavior analyst. You know that moment when purpose and passion meet oh. opportunity? My life oh. said, oh. oh. board certified behavior analyst? Okay. And ever since then, that was all she wrote. I took, went to right, school no. for it. I you made sure I went on that track, and that was me. Girl, child, uh, all right, you got back up a little bit. So, so. You said that moment when what three things come together? And and what was that sound you made that, that you know, that? <laughs> that epiphany, that oh, uh, opportunity. So, uh -huh. It was destiny. It was everything uh, in between. Come on. I was just like, come on. I want to be, I want to be you. I want to do that. I mean, she was showing progress. She was showing how to do everything so strategic. Where these kids, they become independent, they learn new skills, they can engage in other children. You know, don't let that disability or diagnosis stop them. Yeah. Because we can help you get back into it, have fun with your friends, socialize. Oh, there's just oh. some skills that are missing. And here, there's a science that help you make that connection. Oh, I'm all for it. Oh, like, I've been baby. doing this forever, but there's a better way. Not just me helping them in, in their houses, but me helping them with their quality of life and learning new things. Oh, it, it was it was the moment. It was just like literally, huh? I love it. Oh my god! So first of all, I'm gonna start using that sound now because my my <laughs> oldest daughter. I think I told y'all um, at at the um, uh, mastermind. My oldest daughter just got her first job at Chick Fil A, and it was like, uh -huh. oh, but really because now she ain't gotta be asking me for money, and she can <laughs> learn about FICA and taxes. She can be mad AF. I'm like, yeah, so like I've been saying, you trying to start this business or no? So I got to stop that. Oh, yeah, so that's that, where... That phone call coming. I forgot to go on Do Not Disturb. Oh, go ahead. That's where that's where it all started. That's where, like they say, if you want to go somewhere, you find somebody who's doing it, and then you go that path. I talked to this lady after class. I was like, how do I do it? How do I get there? How Come do on. I become what you do? Come on. And she told me, I went that way. Found me a school. Found me the program. Did this, did that. 
did my practicum supervision um, at different companies, working with adults, working with children. Um, and that was all she wrote. That, that, that's how I got into the you, field. No, you, you, but you're making it too easy. So, so you're basically saying uh, it was God's plan, God's plan, right? But there, there, I'm sure there were, were more challenges along the way. We don't have to dig into those as much as um, when my question is, when those challenges came up, how did you not, um, how did you make, make sure that you kind of still stayed on the path? Like, was it that your passion and the feeling that you're moving towards your purpose was so strong that you just knew it didn't matter what, what, um, what issues or challenges might come up that you were just going to stay focused? Oh, absolutely. So at the time, at the time I was a paraprofessional, uh, and I had, I had two kids at the time. Mm -hmm. I had two kids at the time. And so being a paraprofessional working at a school, basically a teacher's aide, but with um, individual diagnoses, they, uh, they don't pay that well. <laughs> so I realized that whatever I was getting paid was only paying for daycare. So it was mm. ridiculous for me to be at, to work because yeah. my husband was working and taking care of bills and whatnot. I was working because, you know, I was like, you know, that's what you do. You grow up, you go to work, yeah. and that's life. That's all I've been doing. I've always had, like, two jobs my whole entire life. And so that's all I knew was yeah. you know, the nine to five or, you know, four to eight, four to nine. You know, Girl. Ugh. And, but when I realized, I started looking at the numbers, and I was like, hold up. All my money is going strictly to daycare. There's no reason I need to be going to work. I might as well stay at home and watch the kids. So yep. now I quit my job as a paraprofessional. I stayed at home, and I got into that graduate program. So I was going to school yeah. online with these kids at home. I and mean, it was like one class in the evening, one day, two days out of the week. So it wasn't terribly bad. The husband can take care of the kids. It's only yeah. two of them. I know. Shout, I shout out to the husband that. taking care of the babies. That's what I'm talking shout about. Shout out to the husband. He at work now. He he went out in that flooded streets and took the other one to daycare so I could actually be on the live today. <laughs> <laughs> the youngest one back to daycare and they all doing good. But so I had these kids all day. I couldn't you have to have like um practicum experience, like be in the field, yeah, um, and collect your hours as part of the graduate program, right? So I'm like, how am I gonna do this? I got kids all day. Everything is during the daytime and in the evening time. You know, I got motherly duties. I got, I got to cook dinner, put the kids to bed. That's my favorite part. Put my kids to bed. I can't be at work, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, okay. But I was talking to my my professor, and she was like, "Hey, I got a house. You can work on the weekends." Well, my husband don't work on the weekends, so mm -hmm. I was like, "You know what? Mm -hmm. I did my hours." and worked on the weekends on Saturday and Sundays as much as I could, collecting my hours. But then I was like, I don't want to work with just adults in supportive living homes. I mean, I'm loving it because it's yeah. an experience, but I want to work with kids. That's what I've been doing yeah. all day. How can I do that? Kids don't go to school on the weekends. So I'm just like, man, okay. And I just kept trying to ask people, where are, you, where are you doing your practical supervision at? Where are you doing your practical supervision? And I found somebody that did, that had a clinic. And I interviewed for the position. I might be able to do one or two days, asking her what her availability is. And then I was like, man, she would have this opening 
it's all day from like nine to eight to three or something like that. And I was just like, well, I have a kid. I got two little ones that I met that I have in daycare. I won't be able to do it. Although I really, yeah. really want to. You know what she told me? What was she that? was like, your son can be a peer model for the other students. He can what? Come on. Come on. Wait. So, so your persistence turned into an opportunity, not just for you to get your hours, but for your child to have an opportunity to be a, what was it called again? A peer model. A peer model. All right. So you're going to break that down a little bit because uh, I don't think many folks have your background or expertise, right? But also because it's important for, for everyone to understand the importance of, of just kind of uh, children being able to be around all other types of children and not just from a race diversity standpoint. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, people with intellectual disabilities, people with, you know, uh, different types of physical disabilities. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, we're all created by God. We all have something special and amazing in us. Absolutely. So break that down a little bit more. Uh, the Absolutely. peer model uh, aspect and, and what you and your son kind of got out of that experience. Oh, man. Let's see. So a peer model is just an individual that assists other individuals in doing what is expected in the classroom setting. So, like I said, I worked at a clinic, and a lot of the kids had, you know, either autism diagnosis, emotional disturbance, intellectual disability, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. any kind of diagnosis that they had to go to school to have ABA intensive, because this was an intensive program. So, they, yeah. they drilled ABA through the teaching, the programming. It was ABA all day for, like, six hours. But in a classroom where they're still doing kid things, um, so it's not just work, 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 it's integrated in their their education. So, I mean, this this clinic, I absolutely love them. Um, and so my son was placed in the class. So I think he was three at the time. He was a three-year-old. Yeah. I mean, he was quiet. He was always quiet. He could sit there. His friend, I mean, he was able to take one kid that didn't want to talk to nobody, became best friends with him, and now he talks what? to everybody by the time it was time what? to, he graduated so early, he, his progress in whatever goals he was in, he had, exceeded, like, it just Come on. accelerated, that's the word I'm looking yeah. for, yeah. just by having a good friend, my son, as a peer model, like, they was like this, we would go, we would have mom and mom dates with the kids they play dates out of class like they enjoyed themselves they were best friends for i want to say two years because he was three wow and so he had to go to kindergarten so i i couldn't have him there anymore because he had to go to yeah. kindergarten around my house but for two years i stayed there for a long time i love that place that place was amazing that's awesome that is awesome so he really right. loved it so, so, so what did, I can watch him. That, that's what I'm about to say. So, and what did you, because it sounds like your son got a best friend, but also a very early experience, foundational experience to realize that, that kids may have different backgrounds, experiences, um, you know, other life, you know, um, things that they have to deal with and manage and, and accept that and enjoy and love that. Right. But um, what about you? Like, what was the big takeaway for, for you um, during the, that, that time in, in your career? For my son being there or for me being there? For both, you and your son being there. Well, my big takeaway with my son being there had developed um, something in me that created a nonprofit. Uh, so I created a nonprofit 
Come on, what? Hold on. I you can't just breeze off. So I created a nonprofit. Y'all be half the prosperity members be like, they they'll say some stuff that is not normal, as if it's just real easy. So yeah, you know, I was uh going to the bank and I just decided to create a nonprofit. Like, nah, you create a nonprofit. We got to dig into that now more too. Lord, listen, I created a nonprofit, which is basically. Um, an indoor play space that is inclusive. You know how we have those inclusive outdoor play spaces. Yep. But yep. not all kids can be outside. Yep. With whatever diagnoses or abilities that they have. So an all yep. ability indoor play space is still in the process. You know, COVID took a little bit of hit on finding places to put this at. But I'm in the fundraising process at the moment. So I love it. But it's going to also have like um, facility players, you know, and peer peer models like my son, where he can play with anybody of all abilities. I love it. And I love it. Anyone of all abilities can play and learn together. And me being a behavior analyst, making sure that there's facilitators to help um, make those engagements. You know. All right. So 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 I'm gonna need you to connect with Losha Power Moves. Uh, ASAP. I love Mr. Losha. We were hanging uh, so, out at the P2P at the Mastermind. Did she talk about how she identifies school funding and uh, girl, child, uh, because these schools with all these millions of dollars is about to fund Joe. I'm already on it. You already oh, on it. Oh, I'm already on it. Listen, oh I'm already on it and ready because it's something that she has that I need. So I'm about to become a student. No worries. I love I'm it. on that. I love it. Oh, so you just hit on something else. We're going to continue with your story, but I need to know more about, you just said, I'm about to become a student. So tell me more about um, uh, your thoughts on mentorship, coaching, professional development inside and outside of your career. Oh, I'm a forever student. Oh, I just prefer not to be a forever student, giving that money to... Uh... <laughs> Navi at the U.S. Department of Education. Come on. They already got me. Come on. But I was forever student. Like, you got to be in the room. You learn things that you don't get taught in the school system. Nobody's, nobody's sitting here telling me how to create a business. Come on. Nobody's sitting here telling me how to make millions. Actually, I was telling this story to somebody at the Mastermind. I went to school and I took a black studies class at Mizzou is predominantly white. And it was taught by a white man. And I was telling how I got a bad grade. And they was like, what was y'all? They was like, what? Black studies by a white man? I was like, yes. Can you how how can you teach me black studies by have that experience? But of course I had to take the class because it, you know, it was required. I took a lot of class that was just required that doesn't get me anywhere or do anything. Yep. yep. And that was the waste. I teach my son. I'm like, listen, baby, listen. If you don't know what you want to do, don't go into college until you absolutely know. But tell me what you want because I can put you in front of a person that does that. When I put you in front of that person that does that, you're going to learn more than you would while you was in while you in this school costing me money <laughs> i'd rather pay Come one on. time and you learn from forever from somebody who's already there you can Come learn on. it faster and Bars. better and more efficient oh my we had that conversation with our kids a lot <laughs> i love it 
I love it. So I have the same conversation with my kids. So does my wife. The biggest gap, though, of course, is the, the school system. So unless you're in a position where you either put your kids in a private school that is, you know, more geared towards the network side or, or being in the right circles, uh, mm -hmm. power by proximity, um, you're dealing with public schools and the school system is really set up to kind of feed people into jobs. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's why you take a bunch of required classes that ain't going to teach you jack. So, Man. Like I told you, I was going to school. I was working just because that's what I was taught to do. Yep. I was always yep. taught to work two jobs, make that money, stack it up, yep. just spend it on bills and yep. whatever you like. Yep. And just keep doing it again the next day. Work and repeat. And rat race. And repeat. Yes, that's all I knew. Literally, that is all I knew. Um, and then I found Marvin, and I heard a different perspective. And then I was Come just on. like, "What? I don't Excuse have me? to. I don't have to do this, 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 and this, and this to get that. I don't have Come to on. work from the bottom and then slowly incline, slowly year after year after year after year." And the man was telling me that she had such and such amount, and she's like, "I want to pay my house out." I was like, "Okay, okay. How much? How much is in there?" She gave me this big number. And then I'm like, sir, how much does she get out if she pulls all that out to pay for her house? Big number, 50% about, about 50% of what she, mom, you worked all these years and you only going to get that half of what you put in just so you can pay your house off. So you don't have no, no, you don't have to spend anything while you're on, um, so you don't have no note or anything. She, uh, all she want to do was pay her house off. And she couldn't get her, she couldn't get her, um, what is that called? Uh, Social Security because of the money that she had coming in because she worked overtime the last two months before she retired. I was like, what? So that's that, that had no money coming in for a couple of months except for this little bitty bit that they give you of your own money. Of your own and money. Come on, girl. It. What? And it's only going to be half of it because you want to take it out to pay your house off so you don't have to have a note. I'm just like, I can't. I can't do that. I want all my money. Come on. <laughs> I was Come like, on. Top. But you know, older ladies, older seasoned, sorry, seasoned parents, <laughs> they not into what we're doing now. So the infinite policy. And I'm well, well so you know what? I, I will say this, though. We, we are the first, and I say we. I, when I say we, y'all, I'm talking generically about um, – uh, millennial-aged uh, individuals or so, uh, the first generation to have enough of the, the Internet information being at our fingertips, so forth, to realize there's a better way, there's a more effective way, and you can have more control on what you do and how you build it. Um, and I'm actually excited for, for our children because mm -hmm. they literally are growing up with it all at their fingertips immediately. Like, you know, our two-year-old can work a tablet and a phone uh, probably better than me. And I'm sure it's probably similar in your house, right? So, um, oh, yeah. so, so the reality is we are in a different age now. So like my mom actually, uh, I, I forwarded uh, during the uh, mastermind, I forwarded her the link for the live stream for Annette Powell's presentation. Um, mm -hmm. And mainly because I thought she was going to speak on real estate because uh, y'all were, I think, uh, I think it might've been Alicia and, uh, and, um, someone else went over and started talking to Annetta and then it came back. They was like, Oh yeah, she, she kills in real estate, but she's ended up talking about taxes. My mom hit me up after the, uh, after the, um, live stream. She said, I think I want to do that. Do you want to partner? I'm like, what? Hold on. 
Mama, you've been talking about doing a business for about 30 years and you ain't never did one, so what, what did change? But I'm like, yes, let's do this. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's never too late. And, and the fact that you're going down the paths that you're going down is super powerful for everyone in your family, no matter the generation. And shout out to your moms for, for putting in that work to be able to build up a nice retirement nest egg. Man. You know, it sucks that the system is, is playing her like that, but, you know, that's the system. Man, I was surprised. I was like, man, you did what? You gonna let them have half of that? Girl. Not me. All Thank, right. you. Thank you for letting me know what I will not be doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell me this, because we didn't even get to this yet. So tell me right. how you transitioned from working as an ABA to now owning and operating your own business. Oh, so I started while I was working. I was like, you know what? I want to have my own business. I was like, I love it. Um, if you're if you know the field of ABA, you know that a kid would get a di a kid would get a diagnosis for autism and then their pediatrician or whoever would would prescribe them essentially prescribe them or recommend ABA therapy, which is what I provide. But the issue is the wait list or almost two years long in all of the areas. So ABA services what? is so needed. It's ridiculous. And you know, I was like, you know what? I'm, I I want to support. I want to put my put my head in the box. You know, how can I how can I close this gap just a little bit? You know what I'm saying? What can I bring? Yeah. What can I yeah. do to help this two-year wait list shrink it down lot by lot? And so I was like, I want to start my own business. So I, you know, I started my little plans while I was working. Had my brother I love do my it. branding. I love it. But I just set that to a side. And then, but once I had that idea, I was like, okay, I can do the clinic clinical stuff. You know, I can ABA all the way. I'm listening. ABA all day. Come on, baby. Bay. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, come on. My perf my specialty is high intensive behaviors of the mid age group, you know, like the teenagers, younger yeah. adults. So, and that's what's really needed. Don't nobody, most people, most behavior analysts want to work with little kids. Yeah. Not so much. Um, Girl, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why, why not? Because I ain't going to front. By teenage age, that's when kids get a little strength on them. They got too much attitude in general already. I would probably fight a kid. ABA, no ABA, like. But listen, when you know science, when you know the science, and you know crisis intervention, yeah, you can build that rapport and that relationship with them kids. Use the science on them, and listen. Good to go. It's a lot easier. Changing lives. At least for me. At least for me. Yeah. That's why I like it. Come on. But, but that, that's why that's that. why you're walking in your purpose. Come on. That's what I'm talking I about. I love it. I love it. Talk back and everything. But I can be real with the kids on my age. I'd be like, you know you tripping right. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm going to follow through on this. Like, I can have those conversations yeah. with the older kids. With the younger kids, I got to be kind of robotish or... Oh, playful with the baby voice. I can't do baby voice. I can't be playful. Plus, my kids are little. I don't want to work with little kids and they have to come back home to little kids. So, <laughs> I mean, I do. And, I, you know, that's my job if I have some. But yeah. most of my clientele are a lot older. Um, yeah. But when I was like, I can do clinic, clinical stuff all day, every day. But I didn't know the business side. So, I got the opportunity to work at another nonprofit uh, that, as a, a supervisor, getting in the admin area so I can learn the back end of certain stuff. 
So I hopped on that opportunity. But while I was there, and I can't tell you where because, you know, the they closed the facility and those severance papers says I can't say nothing. Ooh. But the um ethical situations that were going on, I was like, Yeah. Mm Not me. And but so I'm still working on my business, doing the stuff in the background, like, okay, okay. And then literally maybe three months into me working that job, they shut the whole program down. Damn, girl, what? They shut the whole program down. You know what But by this time, where were you with your business, like structure, set up stuff? Like you, it just, timing was right? Just doing back end stuff. Just doing back end stuff, you know, get branding it, making it look all cute. Like, working with my brother, because with the logo, you know, all the EIN, all the LLC back end, just all that yeah. setting up stuff. Yeah. Um, that's all I did. But then they closed the program down that I was working. I was like, I'm supposed to be learning, you know, how to run a business and all this, you know, learn the back end stuff for ABA. Nope, they closed it. So what that told me was like, Samisha, you know, I saw you there's some unethical considerations going on in that place. Samisha will not be working yeah. for another person ever again. This was the last strong ooh, ooh, ooh. not doing it last so strong I, I it was like nope oh y'all just gonna tell us out of the blue not even tell the administration that y'all closing the whole program i could have told my staff easy i just hit us with an email what we closing in a month what bro like what but it's okay because Regal Behavior Solutions is here because they Ooh, one more that time. Home. Shout out your business one more time, sis. Regal Behavior Solutions LLC is LLC. here in St. Louis, Missouri. But I Let's also go. do virtual, so I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, oh hold on, <laughs> hold on. Here. You do virtual because I got a virtual staffing company. You need some help, sis? I got you. Um, you know right. I do. Hey, come on now. I'll make sure I send you a link right after this. So look, so um, so talk more about where you see your business going, where it's at currently, where you see it's going over the next one, three, and five years. I love um, it. So right now, I'm doing pretty good just by myself. Yeah. Financially, mentally, emotionally. Like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm working in my purpose. I'm working. I'm passionate. Come on. It's purpose and passion, meeting destiny. It's, it's all there. That's where I'm at right now. Come on. So I'm excited to add on new people so we can continue to grow and I can get all these people off these wait lists. Um, but in, let's say, five years, I plan on selling it. Woo! Oh, that's a bar. All right, so why you plan on selling in five years? Elaborate, sis. I have other ideas. I have other ideas. Um, by just doing what I'm doing now, I've learned a lot of what the parents need that they not getting. Come on. Uh, I mean, ABA therapy can provide you a certain way. Um, the Department of Mental Health can provide certain kind of funds and certain services yeah. and certain assistance. But there's a gap on what the parents really need mentally, emotionally, and physically that no program has ever has provided. And yeah. I know what it is now. 
So Come my on. next business is is my mess. My next business venture is going to be that. So I'm going to sell my company. But first, I got five years. I got five years. I'm gonna have my. So before those five years, it's gone. I'm gonna have a center. So I'm gonna have a building, just where I was raised. <laughs> just as raised as a clinician, I'm gonna have a whole clinic. I um, love it. Cause I gotta bring that. I gotta bring that that billions up, y'all. Like I want to sell that bad boy for a good, you know, couple of billions before I sell before I sell it, um, and then go into my next venture. But that's where I see it at. You know, I so. love it. I love it. All right, so um, Tamisha dropped a bunch of gems, y'all, uh, all around how she found her purpose and her passion and took them and combined them into to what she's building as her business and enjoying the ride the entire time. But she's also investing in herself and making sure that she can make power moves like a power lifter. So Tamisha, you're going to close this out pretty please with your definition of a job What is a job to you? Ooh, let's see. My definition of a job is starting out working, right? But at that moment, at that very moment where you get that, ah, you find your purpose and your passion. Come on. You get on it. And you, Come on. you take action. If that's where it is, you take action. You find out what you need to do, what you need to have, do, say, go be a student, be a mentee, have a supervisor, ha have those conversations, get in the room, do whatever you need to do. Get in the room. That purpose and that passion meets, go for it and take action. I love action it. Action takers. Job is an action taker. Oh, bars. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to all the Path to Prosperity family that jumped on. Um, you know, P2P, we, we literally, like, with, with just our membership, I have probably two years minimum, and that's with the current membership, you know, it's going to keep growing, uh, of, of podcast guests that I know I can hit up, stalk, and hopefully share their stories, and I'm happy to be able to share yours right now, but I'm looking forward to, like, a year from now, a couple years from now, checking in, and you don't have one clinic, you got, like, ten. And not just in Missouri, <laughs> but in multiple different cities around the U.S. Like because you this is the gap. To me. You come on, spicy. Talk, come on. Oh yes, you spicy. Spicy. come on. Like, that's how. You know that's what? how we do. You know what? That's how we One do. One thing Marvin told me was, you know what? Whatever you thinking, ten x that. Come on. I'm on it. I'm come on, on it sis. Five years. 10 come on. I got you. I love it. I love <laughs> it. So, Tamisha, I appreciate your time. We're gonna cut it here. I can't wait for the team to edit this and get it out. You definitely are in a unique space that I think is a career space a lot of people don't realize they could go into and just love to death. I grew up working with uh, kids uh, from a young age. Uh, all of college worked in a before and after school program. The kids that I was closest to were the ones that usually had behavioral challenges. But once you got to know them and, and talk to them in the right way, you would find out they're just like any other kid. You know, they might have some stuff they need to, to work through, but just like any other kid. Cool. Well, look, sis, I appreciate you. Get back to them kiddos and that business. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. I got to say this. Like, subscribe, 
share, forward, whatever other social media stuff you say to let Easy Money Drew and the crew know that you support, you understand, you get it, and you're learning. We appreciate you. Now cut to that.